Welcome to Hate Change, the podcast where we question the truth and find happiness in new realities. My name is Anne Therese, and I'm so excited to have you here on this journey with me. So now, let's get ready to embrace some change. Did you know that if food waste was its own country, it would be the world's third biggest emitter of greenhouse gases, right after China and the United States? Crazy, right? So what actually happens then when food ends up in our landfills? Well, in this episode with Kat Negro at Compost Now, we get into details about composting and why knowing how to take care of your waste is such a big part of your responsibility as a conscious consumer. All right, Kat, I'm so excited to have you on my show today and to talk about one of my favorite topics lately, which is composting. I mean, what better way to connect with someone than to talk about old food, right? (laughs) So thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for being here. And please share with us what you do at Compost Now. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm really excited to be here. Um, So I'm the head of marketing and engagement at Compost Now. Uh, Compost Now is a local collection service who empower community members um, and businesses to divert their compostables from the landfill and instead use those nutrients to build healthy soil. Uh, So basically, we help people compost. (laughs) We make it very easy. So when you say help people compost... Why could it maybe be difficult to compost? I mean, I might know my own reasons, but just what do you do yeah. people in general? Absolutely. So we found that a lot of people, they don't have the space. They live in tiny spaces um, or they're renting um, or they don't have the time, energy, knowledge or desire to have their own composting system. Um, and so that's kind of where we step in to fill in the gaps. Uh, we want it to be accessible and easy for everybody. Um, and so we're just one option. We're just another option to compost. Uh, we, we want people to be composting no matter what, whether it's in their backyard, with a neighbor, using the city service, or using a service like ours. Our main goal is just for people to compost. So then the ultimate question is, why is it so important that people compost? That's the golden question, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I love talking about this. So right now in the United States alone, we waste 40% of food. Um, and the majority of that is sent to the landfill where it emits methane, um, a greenhouse gas that's 25 times more potent than carbon dioxide. So those are kind of scary numbers. Um, and so when you're composting, what you're doing is you're avoiding those emissions. And instead, you're using those nutrients to build healthy soil. You're not just letting them rot in the landfill. You're using those nutrients to put it back in our soil so that we continue to grow healthy and nutritious food. That's awesome. I mean, I've learned also because why I'm so into the subject is that we we grow food or whatever it might be, and like the soil needs it. You needs the nutrients back into to um into the soil so that they then that can be nutrients for upcoming food. Like it has to be a full circle system. So when the food that we create ends up in landfill, first of all, that full loop doesn't happen. And then also, like you just said when food sits in landfills it creates this methane which is really dangerous which we already know and just adds to global warming which we don't need more of so (laughs) i think it's so exciting to me it's because 
it's just such an easy way as a as an everyday person as a consumer to make such a huge difference like if i just know how to better take care of the food i'm wasting if i'm wasting food like first of all of course try not to waste any food but since we do it's like kind of hard sometimes to avoid like how do you deal with that and how can you actually you know put it back into the grid and create this full circle of life instead of just adding it to the landfill and where it's just rotting away Yeah, absolutely. And and you really touched on the big point here. Um, We have a saying at Compost Now that says we want to starve landfills and build healthy soil. Um, And building healthy soil is exactly what you're talking about. And it's so important. And we kind of neglect that a lot in society right now. Um, And because of things like globalization and urbanization and monoculture, we've depleted all those nutrients from our soil. Um, We have very dusty you know, depleted soils, and we need to make sure that we return those nutrients back into the soil so that they can continue um, to grow nutritious food and to be productive. And you're totally right by saying that, you know, composting is a way to do that. It's, It's a way to return those organic materials to the soil. One way I see it is like landfills, it's just this big monster, you know, (laughs) that you don't want to grow, you don't want to feed anything. And so like, it's just this kind of a game, like we don't want to feed the monster, don't give it any food, like we don't want it to grow. Um, I mean, if you just see that, if you just look at it that way, you make it easier to think about like, do you want to throw things away? No, I don't, because we don't want to feed the landfills, (laughs) right? I love that. That's a great imagery. Yeah, I see this like really scary monster, like when you were a kid and you like you know looking through your cartoons but so do you have any numbers on how much methane is being created from food waste um so i have a couple of figures um so right now if, if food waste itself in the in the whole entire world was a country it would be the third large largest emitter of greenhouse gases right behind china and the united states wow. so if it was you know that it would be the third largest emitter, and that is insane. Um, it produces 8% of the global greenhouse gas emissions. And even more, I feel like um, there, there's been some studies that show that with worldwide implementation of composting, um, it can reduce emissions by 2.3 billion tons over the next 30 years. That's 2.3 billion tons of emissions. That's crazy. Yes, it's insane. <laughs> so why don't, why don't you think it's just wider known? that we need to compost. I mean, I just recently found out about myself that, you know, it's a, it's so important to do. Oh, and that's a question. Absolutely. Um, all right. So for me, I think that we, our society, we're so removed from where our food comes from and we're really removed from our environment. Um, and so, you know, we don't really think about soil health um, and landfills and everything because we're so disassociated with it. So, you know, the phrase, just throw it away, there's no such thing as throwing it away. You know, it goes somewhere. It goes mm-hmm. to the landfill. Um, and that affects so many people that are living in those areas. You know, they have chronic illness. So for me, I really do think it's just being disassociated with, like, where our waste is going and, you know, how our food is grown and the soils it's, it's grown in. And I think more than that, it's the education. I, I meet people who have never heard of composting, and that's not their fault. They just they they've never been taught the importance of composting. So I think that's kind of a fault in our education system, and not putting, you know, agriculture and and soil in like um, the you know syllabus and and in schools. So I think it's a, a lack of association with certain things, and I definitely think the education and the educational component is important. Yeah, and I think. Luckily, a lot more cities and countries are starting to install composting within the city system. But let's say you live in a city that doesn't do composting yet. 
what is a way that a consumer or like does anyone can start at home? Like, is it hard or is it possible to just start your own little composting? Absolutely. So composting at home is totally possible. But a lot of people think that it's you just build a pile and you leave it and you let it go. It does require a little bit of labor, a little bit of thoughtfulness and intention. Um, so I'm not going to lie and say that it's the easiest thing in the world to do, but anybody can do it if you have the space. So there's a ton of different ways to compost. You can do vermicomposting, which uses worms. Um, you can do aerobic composting, which are pile systems that you maintain and flip to introduce oxygen. Um, you, if your city has it, like, you know, San Francisco has municipal composting, you can definitely do that. There's some drop-off programs. And on our website, we actually list community composters around the country. So if people, you know, they don't have the space, time, or desire to do it, they can go on our website and find a community composter and a service like ours that'll do it for them. And you're already also trying to have more communities sign up? Is that something you do at Compost Now? Yeah, so we started in Raleigh in 2011, um, and since then we've expanded to all of the Triangle in North Carolina, um, Asheville, North Carolina, and now we're in our first city in Georgia, so we're in Atlanta. Um, we're definitely looking to expand, uh, mostly just because we love growing this movement with our members, and we'll go as far as it'll take us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, so, okay, even no matter if you're composing at home or if you're going through like a city community system, What can go into composting and what can't? I think that's always the hardest question. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, It it depends on what system you're using, but I'll just make it very simple. If you're doing it on your own, your compost system needs a vegan diet, meaning you can't give it any dairy or meat. Um, So that's a very simple way to think of it. Like, okay, your pile has a vegan diet. And that's because backyard composting systems, they do not get to the temperature necessary to break down any pathogens that might be in meat or dairy or any weed seeds that you put in. Um, And it can also attract animals. Um, On the other side, if you're using a commercial facility, so if you're, you know, composting through the city or if you're using a service like Compost Now, uh, we partner with a commercial facility that uses windrow composting. Um, and that's a system that gets their piles up to 160 degrees, which is the temperature necessary to kill off pathogens, weed seeds, and hard to compost things. So with that, our members can compost meat and dairy and paper towels and pizza boxes and wine corks and, you know, compostable serviceware. So it ends up being a lot more through that kind of system. Um, but yeah, so that's a little bit of the things that you can compost. Our biggest contamination that we see in is um, stickers. From, I was uh, just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, stickers. It's because they're so little. They, you know, it's hard to peel out. It's hard to sift out. They'll just, you know, slip through the cracks. Also, staples on tea bags. Mm. Um, that is often, you know, a contamination. And then a lot of recyclables, like people... You know, they think because it says recyclable, it's also compostable, but that's absolutely not true. Or, you know, they'll put in packaging that says biodegradable. And I'm sure, you know, that's a greenwashing word. You know, everything will break down eventually, even if it's like millions and millions of years. Mm. Uh, So we don't really, biodegradable, that word doesn't really matter. Um, It has to be compostable. Um, So yeah, those are a couple contamination issues that we see. Okay, so now... Now I think we really have to clear things out. So there is compostable. There's the greenwashing word, which is biodegradable. And then there's recyclable. And then it's just trash. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So something that's compostable, it's something that could, like, break down and become soil. Yes. Okay. So 
A good term is, um, or a good little phrase is, if it's compostable, it's biodegradable. But if something is biodegradable, that doesn't necessarily mean it's compostable. Right. Um, basically, biodegradable just means that it will break down into smaller molecules and particles. And of course, everything will do that over time. But what we're interested in is how much time that's going to take and what it's going to emit while it's doing that. So what composting does is it eliminates those methane emissions. And instead, the product is this healthy soil amendment. Um, so I think that's the way to go. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, t- totally. And so let's say that, you know, I might actually be uh, fall victim for this, but what if you have accidentally thrown away a tea bag and it had that little, you know, metal thing on it? Or if there was a sticker on the banana peel that you missed, does that damage the batch or like how could that may- be of damage? That's a, a great question. So small amounts of contamination, that's going to happen. That's human error. Um, and it's not going to affect your end product too much. It's when there's a lot of contamination, that's when you'll see a difference um, in the makeup of your end product. So let's say there's a ton of staples for some reason. Mm. Um, you know, that the metal in that would leach into the compost and that would, you know, disrupt the, the makeup, the a chemical makeup of the end product, which could damage some of the plants that you put it on, and et cetera, et cetera. So, a large, a large amount of contamination is definitely an issue, and we focus on that a lot at Compost. Now we have on-site operation uh, teammates who, you know, they spend a lot of their time going through each and every bin, making sure there's no contamination. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, and like one or two stickers, that's not going to hurt your pile, but. 10,000 stickers would definitely hurt your right. pile. Right. With everything so. we talk about, you know, quantities is always going to be an issue at the end. Um, so <laughs> questions just keep coming to me as we're talking. Oh, so yeah. Im- how important is it that the food is organic? Like let's say the food is conventional and it's been sprayed or contaminated or whatever. Does that affect the soil too? I assume it does. So... Honestly, not really. Um, and I can I, I can't talk too in depthly on this subject and I would rather send you to an expert, but let me tell you why and from my perspective of composting. Um, the end product, whether it's from organic materials, like organic vegetables or conventional vegetables, your end product is still an organic product because it's so a soil amendment. Mm. Does that make sense? It's not fertilizer. It's a soil amendment. Um, that in and of itself is organic because it's organic matter. Um, when, when you're composting in an aerobic system, your piles get up to extreme temperatures and that kills off any kind of, you know, like pesticides or any kind of chemicals that are on that, that are in that conventional, conventionally grown produce. Does that make sense? Um, and nature has a beautiful way to balance, uh, the conditions out in compost to make sure the pH levels are correct. The nitrogen levels are correct. The oxygen levels are correct. So, um, it doesn't truly matter. That's so cool. So what do you guys do with the soil that you get from composting all this food? Great question. Um, so at compost now we have something called a garden partner program, um, and if let's say Anne, you were a member, you would have two choices. You can keep the compost yourself. So every time we collect your bin, we weigh it and you get to see how much you're diverting from the landfill and your member dashboard, which is really cool. Mm. Um, and then 50% of that weight is in your soil bank for you to get compost whenever you request it. Um, so you can get that compost back whenever you want, or if you live in an apartment or you just don't like to grow anything or, you know, you you kill everything you grow and you don't want to do it. Um, you can share your compost with our garden partners. Um, so you can help, you know, return those nutrients back into the soil by sharing it with a garden who's going to use it to grow food. 
so cool. I feel I, I actually learned just recently. I had Marcy Seraph on my show, and we talked about soil just a little bit. And she said, "See it as the Earth's skin. You know how the skin is our biggest organ, and it's so important how we treat our skin that we put on like natural, organic, healthy products on it. Same thing goes with our soil. Like the soil is our Earth's skin." And we have been de- been depleting it for so long, and we have a carbon debt to the soil, mm-hmm. and it needs nutrition. And so I think it's so important that we start to understand that, you know, it's part of our duty as humans to like be part of the whole circle system. Like, yes, we buy food, then it's up to us where that food ends up after we have eaten or not eaten it, or like whatever scraps comes left. Like, you know, we need to understand that we can't just throw it away. Like you say, we need to let go of the throw away <laughs> word. Like we, that's not how we should live our life. Like we need to rethink how we build our lives, how we think about the things we're consuming and how we play a part in all of it. So thank you Absolutely. for like doing what you do. It's awesome. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you getting the word out. No, totally. And <laughs> So we obviously know that you're super into food and um, how we can <laughs> take care of all the ugly food. But so what are some other like eco warrior stuff that you like to do in your everyday life? Um, I really enjoy uh, biking around. Um, I think that with composting and reducing driving your vehicle, I think those are the two, that and being a vegetarian, <laughs> I think mm-hmm. those three things are the biggest things you can do as an individual to reduce your footprint on this planet. Um, so I try to, you know, eat mostly vegetarian uh, meals and I like like to ride my bike a lot. Um, it's just a really enjoyable thing and then composting. So I think those, those three things are the biggest things I do in my daily life. Cool. I got a bike too, and I'm biking in San Francisco. I've never been more oh. fit in my entire life. <laughs> it's like it's a good what? workout. <laughs> it's truly a good workout, but you feel so good afterwards, and you get fresh yeah. air, and yeah, yeah. totally on that. So I always love asking this question because it's so interesting to me to see how other people start their journey. Have you always been into this green living life, or when did it start for you? I love that you call it a journey because that is so true. It's like a never-ending journey of like ups and downs and like twists and turns. Um, For me, I started it not by choice. It was kind of forced on me. Um, When I was growing up, I'm one of nine kids. Um, and we grew up on a farm in rural Tennessee and we never, we didn't waste anything, not because, you know, we were making these decisions it's because we couldn't afford to, you know, mm-hmm. every food, all the food was eaten all the time. We did, you know, I, all the clothes I wore were from my older siblings, like hand-me-downs, like, you know, there was just, just not a lot of waste created and uh, we didn't live a very wasteful lifestyle out of necessity. Um, and then that kind of idea has always, you know, that lifestyle has always been with me. Um, but in college is when I really made that conscious decision to live my life this way. I studied environmental science and, you know, when you hear about climate change and you learn about, you know, uh, water scarcity and, you know, it it just, it can be terrifying. And so I decided that, you know, sometimes you can feel like, I'm sure you feel this way sometimes, Anne, like, um, the problems are so big, you know, they're a little scary to tackle. And for me, it makes me feel you know, I have more control when I can make my daily decisions, right? So I can't control a lot of things, but something that I absolutely can is make my daily decisions meaningful. So college allowed me to kind of choose the path I was going to go on. And that led me to composting because soil is so important. That led me to compost now. And here I am. It's been a journey. <laughs> See, and it's going to be a journey for the rest yeah, of your life. It really is. I love that. I feel like 
just like you said, it's it's so easy that things feel overwhelming and we just keep hearing all the shit goes that goes on and like there's yeah. no way we I, I can make an impact. There's no way I can make a difference. There are too many people that don't care. But I think the only thing we can do is like try to find the people that do care. Yes. And surround yourself with that kind of energy and then yeah, feel really empowered by the everyday things you do that are making a difference. So even though you focus on composting um, and biking and eating, you know, more plant-based, those are really great things that everyone can do and make tiny steps. And if everyone makes those tiny steps, like suddenly we had this huge shift going on. Um, so I think it's so important that we, we focus on that mindset over like, oh my God, there's too many things. We can't do anything. So yes, thanks absolutely. for sharing. It's always so good to hear that people are like, I want to do a difference and I'm going to make this happen. So awesome. All right, Kat, it's been a pleasure having you on my show. I love talking about composting. We cleared out a lot of confusion for me actually. And, um, I'm going to be really careful with the stickers and tea bags. <laughs> I try to think about it though. Sometimes it's just like in a rush and you just don't. But it's good to know also that if I were to accidentally throw it out, it's not the end of the world. Exactly. But okay, I'm ready to uh, wrap up this episode with my final three questions. But before we do that, um, how can we find Compost Now and follow you guys and sign up to your services and whatnot? Absolutely. Um, so to uh, learn more about what we do at Compost Now uh, or to sign up, or find another service like ours, you can go to our website, uh, www.compostnow.org. Um, or if you want to kind of follow behind the scenes uh, snapshots of our life here, um, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CompostNow. Awesome. All right. Final three. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Number one, if you were a spice, which one would you be and why? I went back and forth so much on this question in my head. Um, I settled on cumin, and that's because it's very earthy and warm and nutty, just like me. <laughs> love it. I love cumin too. It's like good on it's good on um, cinnamon rolls actually, and it's oh, really good on coffee. Oh, Have you tried so that? Cool. I've never tried coffee. Yeah, I, uh, we had a friend from Syria back home in Sweden. They had just moved from Syria, and they made us coffee, and they put like real big cumin seeds in the filter. It was so good. That yeah. It's amazing. You should try it out. Like, you really I should. I will. Yeah. I will. Okay. Yoga retreat at Bali or off the grid hike with a tent and hiking boots? Hiking all day, every day. Mm. Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> have you been hiking a lot? Yes. Um, my favorite. I mean, we have a lot of good mountains and like hiking trails over here on the East Coast, but my favorite hiking trip I've ever done is I was actually able to um, hike to Everest Base Camp in Nepal. Wow. So it was. Yeah, life-changing. <laughs> Absolutely. That must have been life-changing. So what is next on your list? Like, what would you love to do? If you pick oh, my gosh. That's a great – oh, I would like to hike in Japan a little bit. Um, they have beautiful mountains, and I've just – you know, I don't feel like it's that trekked, I guess. Um, I would like to go there. I think it would be very beautiful. Totally. Yeah. It's just something me and my husband does a lot. Really? We just, yeah. We On weekends, we try to get out there, even if it's just for a few hours, to just get up on a mountain, some fresh air, you know, move your that. legs, get some workout going. And we always kind of like rebalance, you know, our energies yeah. align again. And like we're just in our best ever when we do that. So I think it's oh. really important to just be out in nature and understand how much value is giving back to you. Absolutely. I agree. And honestly, this just slipped my mind, but my dream, dream hiking is Patagonia in Chile. I was um, just going to say that. Okay. <laughs> we need to maybe go at some point then. We should. I'll meet you there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, we've watched this documentary. What's it called? 
it was with the founders of Patagonia. Mm. Um, and it was really good. And they went down there and tried to hike the, the mountain. <laughs> yeah. All right. Final question. Okay. To really leave the audience feeling uplifted and ready to bring on their day. What makes you optimistic about the future and why? 100% the next generation. Um, every time, like, I'm really shocked when I go into schools and do outreach and, and, and I teach about composting. Um, there's these small kids that are just so passionate about it and they know what's going on already and they just they just get it. They're like, why would I throw out this banana? That doesn't make any sense. Let's compost it. You know, and I'm like, yes, absolutely. So I do feel like schools are picking up that educational component that has kind of been left off the last couple generations. Um, and I feel like, now kids from a young, young age, like I'm talking about preschool, are understanding the importance of composting or at least recognizing that that's an option. Um, so that really leaves me with a lot of hope because I think the kids are going to save us. <laughs> I totally think so too. It's like I feel it too. Like sometimes you go out on these like meetings and gatherings and even like marches and there's this kid like, hey, <gasps> I want to be a marine biologist. Please <laughs> save the oceans. So I can have something to study. I'm like, oh, yes. Yes. Kat, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure and I hope you have a great evening. Oh, the pleasure's been mine. Thank you, Anne. Thank you again for tuning in today. I'm super excited to have you with me on this journey of change. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes. And if you have a minute over, please leave a quick review and some stars. Thank you. I'm also to be found on Instagram via the hashtag HeyChange or on my website, HeyChange.net. So please follow me and we can be friends. All right, until next time, have an awesome day and don't forget to get out there and embrace some change.